it is my pleasure and honor to welcome uh, Rob Scott Cook to us uh, to speak to us from Bristol, uh, which is known as a city of refuge. And they, uh, part of their love, Bristol, has been sending aid and teams to Ukraine uh, to help refugees, well, to the borders of Ukraine to help those refugees to come out, to fill in the visas for the UK and to come to Bristol, et cetera, in the UK. And so um, following on from uh, what Grant uh, was saying about mercy, um, I'm delighted that um, Rob is going to be speaking on the Great Command and the Great Commission, Mercy, Ministry and Evangelism. So welcome, Rob. Amen. So greetings from Bristol and UK and great to be sharing with you. The word I particularly felt stirred about is a simple word, but it's the word priorities. And I've been feeling particularly with the pandemic and all the challenges where lives have been turned upside down. What is it to refresh again those God-given priorities? What does it really mean to be seeking first the kingdom of God? Not just seeking the kingdom of God, but seeking first the kingdom of God. And the two things I particularly wanted to share was uh, just briefly, um, just to try and catch up a little bit on time, but firstly, the, uh, the great command and then the great commission. The great command, as we find in, in, in Matthew 22 and 38, is this is the first and greatest commandment, and it's to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, with our whole being. And it's this constant thing already been coming out in many of our prayers during this these sessions is uh, that renewed sense of it being God's love at the heart of all that we do. And um, even when it comes to revelation and that kind of God's review of the churches, but the one thing that's challenged is that you've lost your first love. What does it mean for us that our faith is not about religious duty? It's about a depth of devotion and that somehow we need to constantly be renewing that. Even when those disciples, first disciples said, betrayed and denied Jesus, and he meets with them in his resurrection life on the shores of Galilee. And the first thing he asks is, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And what does it mean to love God with our whole being and that sense of the Holy Spirit? Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And that's quite a key thing to understand in the Great Commission, because the Great Command, because when Jesus says, this first and great command. And then the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. But in a sense, you almost have to ask the question, but if I'm loving God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with my whole being, what have I got left with to love my neighbor? I mean, that's my whole being, loving God. But here lies the key, because it's when we love God with our whole being, that it's then the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we begin to find a source of love beyond anything we knew before. This is not us just trying to find a bit more love in our hearts, a bit more. It's experiencing the Holy Spirit producing that love of God, that love divine, all loves excelling, joy of heaven to earth come down. And, and it's so important to understand that it's that divine love, that way in which the Holy Spirit produces that love in us that's the key to seeking first God's kingdom. 
Uh, here in Bristol, it's been great to have the opportunity with the uh, crisis that's all been happening in Ukraine to be able to be receiving many of the Ukraine refugees. And we have a, a ministry called Love Bristol that's been doing a great job for the recent weeks. They've been out on the, the border of Ukraine and Poland, and uh, a team has gone out each week to be able to support where they have a kind of help desk and helping people with getting their visas, bringing out supplies and things, and then bringing folk back. So we, we're planning now for 300 and uh, families here in Bristol and have taken the first of those in and it's been wonderful to see the way the hosts have welcomed them and they've been so grateful so appreciated of that love that's been shown to them that love divine all loves excelling what is it for the Holy Spirit to produce that love in us that reaches out to the stranger to the refugee one of the words God gave us many years ago for Bristol was it would be a city of refuge a city of sanctuary and it's been wonderful to see God fulfilling that particularly as we've recently had the opportunity we look at. We've also had an amazing work with the Hong Kong refugees and again seen a, a, a great work among them where last weekend we brought together 500 of those Hong Kong refugees here in the city and seeing so many of the churches ministering among them. So again, we thank God for those opportunities of expressing God's love. But not just the great first command, but also the great commission. And that priority, the urgency of those words of Jesus, which was to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Again, it's the promise of the Holy Spirit making real that great commission in us. And there's an urgency in it. That's why Jesus says those amazing words in Mark um, chapter 13, where he says, verse 10, the gospel must first be preached to all nations, and then the end will come. So there's an urgency in communicating that good news of Jesus. You know, today, millions of Christians around the world will have publicly declared these words, Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And yet, if you were to ask many of those churchgoers, they leave church. What do you mean by this declaration that Christ will come? And many will perhaps just say, well, we say it every, every time we read it. It's part of our liturgy, yes, but, but how much does it shape our lives? How much does it bring an urgency to our living? Every day of my life for many years now, when I wake up in the morning, I look out, even on a, a dark winter's day, I look out towards the heavens and I say these words, is it today, Lord? Is it today? Our children smile at times because even when we're on a holiday, they say to me, Dad, are you asking, is it? Yeah, even on holiday, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, I want to sense that every day there's that sense of urgency that it could be today. How does that shape our lives? You know, Jesus was constantly referring to those promises that he will come again. Even in the face of death, when he says, let your hearts be troubled, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house and many mansions, you were not so I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you to myself. But where I am, there you may be also. Even those last words that those first disciples heard as Jesus had met them on that mountain, was about to ascend, and as literally ascends before them, and uh, he literally disappears in the clouds, and that heavenly voice comes and says, you men of Galilee, why stand you gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven shall so come in the same manner as you have seen him go. They may say, but Rob, we're in 2022. Do you still believe 
Yes, I do. I believe that we need to live our lives in the light of his coming. Not only that we are waiting for, but we're hastening that coming. How can we hasten? We don't even know the day or the hour, but whenever I communicate this good news of Jesus, I'm hastening his coming because this gospel must first be preached to all nations, then the end will come. But you say, but how do you imagine that's going to happen? And those amazing promises in Thessalonians where it says the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a voice, with the archangel, with the trump of God, dead in Christ will rise first. Those who are alive and remain will be caught up together in the air with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Now, some of you perhaps might almost, in a cynical world in which we live, say, but Rob, 2,022 years have passed since those promises. Do you still believe? Yes. Even more so because in Peter, those amazing words of Peter towards the end of his life, where he almost looks forward to those end times when he says, you know, in those last days, scoffers will come. It'll be age of cynicism, of sarcasm, sarcasm where people will be saying, well, where is, where is his coming? Ever since the things began, everything's continued over the ages from century to century. But don't be ignorant of this. With the Lord, a thousand years is like one day, and one day is like a thousand years. Two thousand years have gone by. That was just the day before yesterday. So you say, well, does that mean it could be any time? Ten thousand years. No, no, no. God is not careless. He's not loose concerning his promises. He's patient, long-suffering, not willing that any should perish. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And God is calling us to that priority in our lives, the great command and the great commission, to live every day in the light of his coming. You know, even as believers, sometimes we can lose the freshness and the urgency of that call. I was talking with someone the other day, been a Christian for many years, and they said, you know, Rob, I remember reading a book years ago now, and the person was talking about Jesus coming any time, but years have gone by and he still hasn't come. Is it just that we raise expectations or you to face further disappointments? No. In fact, in UK, we live in an island and we're surrounded by coastland. But if you imagine for a moment, I'm setting out from the north of the UK, from Scotland itself. I'm going to go cross country. Uh, I imagine I'm going to keep going right the way down cross country to the middle of the UK until I get to the south coast and reach the sea. Suppose I've never seen the sea. And as I'm on my journey, I... I go along and then up over another hill and over this hill. Any day now, I'm expecting this will be the sea, but it's not. I'm disappointed. I go on again. I cross another hill and again over this hill, but no, it's not. Is it like that? Is the whole kind of history over these 2,000 years just one of raised expectation, disappointment? No. It's much more like this, that from that north of Scotland, I'm going to take a coastal walk right the way around the coast of the UK until I get to that south coast. But every day, I can smell the sea air. I can see the ocean. I can sense the lap of those that sea. Every day, I'm conscious of that. What does it mean every day to be living in the light of his coming? That sense that, is it today, Lord? The urgency of that, that shapes our priorities, how we live our lives every day. That sense of this gospel must be preached. Just in the ordinary things of life, just a few months back now, Pam and I were just out on a, we're going for a walk. In fact, we've done a country lane and on our way down the lane, there was a little 
a kind of stall on the side where somebody had put some plants out for sale and um, uh, and a little sign with it. And Pam looked at it and chose one or two plants. We went and knocked on the little cottage door and an old farmer answered the door. He had a bandaged arm and looked really pale. And, and Pam said to him, my love, she said, what's happened to you? Oh, he said, I fell off my stack ladder yesterday and bruised myself. And, and as she's talking to him and about to buy the plant, she sensed that prompting of God's spirit. Pray for him. Never met him before. Don't know anything about him. But that prompting of God's spirit. And so she prays for him in a remarkable way, sensing God touch him. In fact, a few weeks later, we met someone else who lived in that area and told them the story. And they actually knew him. His name was Father David. And they invited him a few weeks later to church. And he came to church. What is it for us every day of our life? We meet Farmer David's. It's just whether we have that sense of the urgency of communicating that good news. So God is calling us those priorities to seek first his kingdom. What does it mean today to sense that priority of the great command of the great commission? Father, help us by your spirit. Help us today to sense those God-given priorities. To know it is to love you with our whole being. To know your love flowing through us by your spirit to a world around. So we feel the urgency of that great commission to share the good news of the Lord Jesus for your glory. Maranatha, even so come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.